The world-famous Conservation Canine Camp will next be running in southeast Queensland, Australia, from the 21st to the 25th of August. Join us with your dog to start your journey into conservation detection. Visit padfoot.com.au to book your place today. From the Field is a new series from the Conservation Canine Podcast where our very own conservation dogs person and ecologist Ella Watkins spends time working in the field with and learning from some of the best practitioners in the conservation dog sector worldwide. Over the next few episodes of the series, Ella will be reporting back on the work she's undertaking with previous podcast guests Rita Santos and Hera from Dogs for Nature, searching for grasshopper egg pods in the south of France. Welcome to the Conservation Canine Podcast. My name is Ella Watkins and we're joined by Rita Santos. How are you? Doing great, thank you. We are currently sitting in our traditional Mongolian-style yurt in the south of France. Can you pronounce the name for me, please? Saint-Martin-de-Croix. Saint-Martin-de-Croix. Close enough. Close enough, that'll do. Perfect. Um, why are we here? Why are we in South France? To save the plain crow grasshopper. Grasshoppers. Wow. And how long have you been on this project for? Uh, hmm. I think it's my sixth year, seventh? Six years. Sixth. Sixth year, yeah. Wow. And that's been with Hera the whole time? Yeah, she was here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But... But we're not looking for grasshoppers this time, are we? What are we looking for? No, they made it harder this time. They decided to go for the egg pots. So, yeah. It's... Can you tell us a bit about egg? What is, what is an egg pot? Well, that's still a very good question. That's what we're they... trying to figure out, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> so they, the female puts a bunch of eggs in the soil during the month of June. The month of June and there's between 14 to 30 eggs in this capsule that a female with a mixture of the soil. So there's a gland, from what I understood, there's a gland and she produces some kind of liquid and mixed with the soil, it creates a protection capsule for the eggs and it stays there for the whole year. Yeah, the whole year. And yeah. It survives and waits for a year, and next year, that's just baby grasshoppers. And then mid-March, they start hatching. Exactly. Yeah, wow. So we actually found some grasshoppers today. Um, I spotted my very first one in the wild. Yes. What do they look like? (laughs) Professional Rita, what do these grasshoppers (laughs) look like? Because I've seen five. Well, yeah, they're very difficult to spot, but they are quite different they're not as long so they are more chubby and they're born bigger than the the other grasshoppers already so once you spot one you know it's the species you're looking for but because they camouflage so well they are they are born with the color of the dirt that exists in the crow so that makes things very hard yeah, it does. They're what smaller than your finger now, but yeah, and wow, yeah, we almost tripped over them today, didn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You found one, and then Eda found the other two. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that was pretty good. 
So um, our challenge at the moment is once we find these grasshoppers, how do we find the egg pots? Exactly. So how is your? how did your training go this year? Was it intensive? Was it difficult? What was in was not difficult. So we got the egg pots sent to our headquarters and Era did amazing on all the samples. So we Era plays the the wall game and the box work game. So yeah, with that she did amazing. And then second stage of training was just having the egg pots on a little bit of dirt just at the surface, not buried. And she got that super fast too. Her alert is just to sit or lay down, in this case is lay down and point at the egg pot itself. And she waits until I confirm. I have my little brush. I confirm the that is the egg pot and she gets her ball. And yeah, that was stage two of training. Stage three was bit, so yeah. So the female grasshopper berries the capsule and uh, the egg pots just a few millimeters under the surface. So we tried to do the same and Eda nailed it. She did awesome. We had absolutely no challenges at all during that. And now we are training in the crow. So we are setting out samples in the, the reserve. And yeah, we've been meeting a few challenges, trying to understand what. What did we train out on? <laughs> so was that our biggest challenge so far? Was figuring out. Yeah, what there's we did. there is a lot of variables. So we got the sample sent to us, but we it's very li- there's very little data. So we did know that the samples came from the co some of them, but there was also samples from the zoo breeding pr- program, and so that's a different soil. So therefore, there is a different, different odor. odor. Uh, then there was no sh- eggshells inside the egg pots that we trained with at the headquarters. So we had to ask for some that hatched this year. We introduced that and she's doing fine. Once she's introduced to an odor, she she's doing extremely well. But so far, we don't know why she's not picking up on yeah, the ones out there. Well, she had to pinpoint them pretty specifically to find them, didn't she? Yeah. It needs to be very, very precise work, like the size of a grain of rice. Yeah. Well, I got to see her different search style today when we found some grasshoppers. It was a bit more jumpy, I guess. Um, whereas when she's looking for the egg pot, her little nose is glued to the ground and a million miles an hour. That yeah, that was really fascinating, and her change of direction in that in that last sample we saw. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, even just it's still such small work, but the different movements and how she's adapted to it so quickly. Yeah, it's for me. It's like yeah, it's amazing to see her work, and in her case, because she was doing wind work, like big. Um, big surveys like the wolf's cats she had to change from just reading the wind as she got as she went and just to start 
actively smell the ground and just trying to take as much data and catalog everything that was on the ground by the millimeter. So that was a cool change to to see. Yeah, to see her understanding that and picking up on that and working her problems. I was like, can you help me here? Can you do that for me? Okay, I'll do this piece and you'll do that one. It's can you, very yeah. much a teamwork thing, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, on a sample that we set out today, we worked as a team. So it was a blind. We had no idea what it was. Um, and yeah, she gave me the area. She was working very, very well on this certain area. And I just I have a little brush just to make sure that I don't destroy any part of the egg pot, although they are very uh, resistant. Yeah, apparently they are very, very resistant. So, yeah, we I just start brushing things off the surface to see if I can spot anything. And accidentally, apparently, I brushed the egg pot and then I picked on it. I didn't see it because it looks like dirt, like it just looks like dirt and it looks like everything out there. And I pinpointed it and I turned it over and I checked it was a it was actually the egg pots. Yeah, it had little eggshells in it and all. And it was a very, very cool blind to do. It was, it was good really team. Cool <laughs> <laughs> good teamwork, yeah. You two are doing so well together. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's, yeah. it's it is very very easy to work. She's she wants to please everybody. How has this been different from your other projects? Yeah, it's quite nice. The part where so your schedules are very chilled, you don't have to rush anywhere because we are still trying to figure out a lot of what's going on and all the variables we can account for uh, to train. So we don't have to walk as much, that's for sure. Like you have to walk more for um, bear or badger or sea turtle, uh, the sea turtle nests. Um, so it's not as physical, but it does, it is very mental because you have to look at the ground and be very concentrated and everything looks similar. And then at the slight, slightest movement, um, yeah, you have to just pay attention and at the same time pay attention to your dog's behavior and people around you and yeah. When you have annoying little shadows asking questions every no, five minutes. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're the good part of it. You're very entertaining. Yeah, I didn't get any of my chocolate treats for uh, finding the grass. Right, we need to get you those. <laughs> I'll find some for tomorrow. Just pop some, yeah. As soon as you spot a grasshopper, just chocolate tosses mm-hmm. in front of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So this is a life project. Yes. So can you explain a little bit about life projects in Europe, what what they mean? Yeah, I'm not probably the best person to explain, but I'll do my best. Roughly. Roughly, roughly. yeah. So it, you're, it's basically a European fund that is dedicated to conservation. So it gives out grants for to protect the environment. Uh, it's, it's big. So normally the grants involved are quite quite favorable i guess yeah, yeah? okay um and yeah and there's a lot of paperwork there's a lot of permission 
permits to go in and out of the parks as normal. But there is also <coughs> the coordinators, so they are in Brussels. And yeah, they just make sure everything runs smoothly, that the money goes to the right place and it's spent the right way. And they are very dedicated into raising awareness of the project you're working on. So all your actions on the pro on the project on lives are in a way to connect with the local community and raise awareness for the species you're working on. So these grasshoppers must be pretty special. They are. They only live here everywhere in the world and they only exist on the in this desert in this desert wow. <laughs> but they are so important for the ecosystem here yes absolutely they yeah they if they're gone means habitat lost means a lot of species that don't get enough um food i guess well <laughs> They're part of this big food chain and there's a lot of migratory birds that come through and they actually started to arrive today. Oh, uh, the swifts. Yes. From Africa. Uh-huh. All the way from that Africa. Cool. So it's good for them to have a food source and every single insect, every single bird, every single mammal plays a role in the environment. And if that disappears, you lose countless, countless species. And you saw this, was it last year, that Hedda collected other data, not just... Not last topics? year, but yes, there was a year, I, I think it was 2019 or 18, that she, yeah, we were asked to add a little bustard to our targets because they were having some problems with their nesting in the Marseille airport. So they wanted to understand, because they are migratory birds, they wanted to understand better the population here in the Cros. So we trained Nera and she was finding the eggs, the nests, and the chicks. She actually found five live chicks. It was I was super proud. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we also worked on oscillated lizards, cats, and she collects all kinds of dead data so she found yeah calandra, calandra lark carcasses and that one was particularly special because it was still a juvenile and it was late in the season so it was good data for the office for the senpaka office uh yeah she we added a bunch of target at a bunch of targets because they just needed to have a better understanding of what was going on in the reserve and she's done well. And she's, yeah, she's... We were looking at the data before, and there's a pretty pretty sound picture that you've created over your time here. It's, you know... Yeah, it looks awesome to look at the so map. cool to <laughs> see what is it, like a five, six years of data all compiled. It is so impressive. Yeah, I do love to look at the map and see, oh, all the grasshoppers from this year, all the grasshoppers from that year, and then all the dead, well, all the carcasses and all the proof of presence she was able to get in many many different areas that we were asked so yeah yeah we were commenting uh before that it's important for us to just do a reality check on where we were oh, yeah. Yeah. seven years ago or six years ago because we get 
we keep pushing for more and more and now we are going for the egg pods but six years ago we didn't even know it was possible to look for the grasshoppers and now we're just finding them like it's a normal target and we're proving presence in all these areas and Eric keeps knocking us down and I was like <laughs> yeah I'll do it no problem everything you give to her she just smashes yeah, yeah. so I guess then what what are your goals have you planned goals for the rest of this project what do you want to have achieved by the end of it and we'll we'll seen as it's documented we can look back on it <laughs> See how it's changed. That's a very time. good question. <laughs> Damn it. So yeah, definitely I do want to. So so far, uh, so yeah, you and me have been talking about the best way to optimize how can we find a real life, like a real egg pot out in the wild. And so for me, a good goal would be, okay, we got this population here. We know we found at least three, three individuals. We know the egg pot should be around. So where is it? So my goal would be leaving this project with at least finding one egg pot out, out there. Cool. Yeah. And I think honestly, from the challenges that you've come through, that, that would be more than enough. Oh yeah. No. Yes. That is big enough of a goal for me. <laughs> And yeah, and and that's just the reality, like the practice part, because obviously there's all the scientific knowledge behind it of trying to understand the temperature, like why do they survive and why they, some of them don't and what are the conditions, uh, temperature, humidity, well, In all this of that. case, it's the lack of scientific knowledge. You're here to find that all out. Yeah, I guess. And I is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just... A... Still, it's, it's... I guess it would have been different coming from grasshoppers, how you still don't know anything, to what you've come... You've, what you've learned in these last six years, to back to square one, like you were saying, going... No one has answers to any of your questions. Yeah. That's what you're here for. Yeah, exactly. It is a little challenging to ask. So, yeah, what are where were the conditions the exact pots were in? Like, were they handled by humans? Were they just out in the aviary? Like, none of that is met. So we have to kind of work with what we have and take it slowly. We've only been working for four days out in the field anyway, so we just... And we've already come a long way. In this oh, yeah, days. we already got some... Yeah, five five indi- individuals in one day is, is quite quite a good quite a good outcome. So I guess we'll, um, we'll see where we get in the next two weeks. Yeah, we'll see where Edda takes us. I'm sure we'll do great things. We'll find out. We'll find out. Thank you for listening to the Conservation Canine Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please like, share and subscribe wherever you find us.